The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun show for you guys today, and I think it's you're going to enjoy it. Um, we're going to have movie reviews and more host, TV host Brian Sebastian, who's been on several times. We love him. He's a lot of fun. And then we're going to have actress Jessica Morris, who's never been on the show before, so it should be like a lot of fun. Uh, I want to say hi to everybody in the chat room. The chat room is getting slowly started. I think everybody's not used to the ch this chat room, but we want to say, hey, Angela Joseph is in the chat room, though, so we at least could say hi to Angela. Say hi. I'm not allowed to speak, remember, until you announce me, Mr. Director. Tell me what to do. All right, so now we want to introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Who is so sweet and so nice. It's Jimmy Starr, who's an instigator, and mean, and rotten, and horrible, and ter terrible. That's why his name is Maria Con, short for Maricon. Anyway, I'm here today having a good time, I hope. I hope I have Astro in my lap. Astro is our little dog. But I'm a little depressed and under the weather. May I speak, Director, Mr. Starr? Is this my little time to speak now before you jump down my throat and make me feel bad? I didn't say anything. Oh, he didn't say anything. <laughs> anyway, my rose garden is under attack. I don't know what to do. I'm devastated. I went out and I cut off all the yellow leaves. It's not overwatered. I had on my I had beautiful, I forgot what they were called, but beautiful big flowers in a big, big whatever. And they all died because some white crap got on it, mambosas or mumbu, begins with an M. And the only way you could get rid of them is with some kind of an oil, you know, because they penetrate the leaf and they may, I don't know what they are, but I think they may be going into my, stop it, Astro, I'm speaking about the roses. You want to say something, Astro? Anyway, anybody out there have any help that they can give me in the chat room about you know, my beautiful roses, they were gorgeous. They're growing and flowering and green, and now the leaves turn yellow, not because of overwatering. They are automatically watered with the right amount of water. Now, I want Jimmy Starr to explain something. One of my Facebook people said, Ron, I went into your show and I only got the voice. Well, that's because, Jimmy, tell them why. I don't know. It depends on where they're going. No, that's not it. You know, he's so dumb sometimes. Anybody out there? Can you? Is anybody? Is there a lawyer out there that's willing to get me divorced? I don't understand maybe? the question. I want a divorce. That's what it is. Okay. I'm no longer interested in you and your your senile mind. You have gotten old and senile and broken. I need to go out and get myself a 25 year old strappy yeah. hunky thing. That maybe. I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, what I'm talking about. You is, gotta go to YouTube. Don't to watch you the shout video. at me, you homo. You go to the don't, YouTube. Don't to show the video. shout at me, homosexual man. No, I. Uh, 
We're only kidding, folks. I always write about it on Facebook. We deliberately do these little arguments. They're not real. Uh, anyway, no, my Facebook friend said, I only heard your show. I couldn't see you. And I wrote back, well, it takes a while before it gets to Facebook, to um, YouTube, when you could, I don't know. Jimmy. Unless you watch live right now. They I told her she wasn't watching live. So if it's not live, you have to go on the YouTube channel to watch it. Otherwise, you will, everywhere else it goes is audio. That's where See, most people listen to it. That's what I want you to say to people out there, you retarded little son of a bitch. Now, tell everybody what I'm talking about before I put two fingers in your eyes. You guys, and knock we're your a podcast. Right it's, out of your head. I'll knock your eyeballs The only places right you can see the video is YouTube, you guys. So you have to go to Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell YouTube channel. Uh, to see it after the show, but during the show, you go on the W4CY link. All you have to do is plug in Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and the date of the show, and you can watch us live. See, now he had to aggravate me by playing stupid. Like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, making me out to be the moron, right? Meanwhile, it's him that's the moron. He is so lucky to have me. I am tall, thin, stunningly handsome, beautiful personality. I, I have three things about me that are wonderful. Body beautiful, personality perfect, and face fabulous. But of course, Jimmy doesn't appreciate that. So after the divorce, when I get everything, of course, house, cars, and money, because that's California, they give everything to the poor person. And I'm the old 81-year-old man that has nothing. I'm just poor. I'm a poor old man being kept by a young creep. But anyway. Um, <laughs> we have new people join us in the chat room. Finally, oh, they so. don't know. This What's is up? fun. We're kidding around. They know. Folks. Hey, B. Know. Claudia has joined us. Thanks, everybody. They like my you new You interrupted glasses. me again, Sissy That's Mary right. Fairy gotta, Queer. They have to keep moving. You interrupted me, Mary Fairy. Don't do that. So, no, uh, oh, you didn't say hi to Angie, baby. Teresa, I, well, Saban you never gave me us. a chance because you you've been talking me. for 10 minutes. <laughs> a Angelina, my darling, get the hell out of Colorado. Move to California. I mean, get the kids. What are you putting the kids in that freezing cold shit for? Come here. The weather's divine. Today's like 85, sunny and beautiful. Come on. Those kids should be swimming now and they should be brown like berries and they should be happy. Not like little yellow people. You never gave me a chance. Color. You turn into in Colorado without sun. Gray. That's what I used to be in New York. Gray. So hold on. Let's say hi. We have Teresa Saban. Oh, wait a minute. Us. Listen, Angie, baby, put on a push up bra, some lipstick. Come to California. Find a rich old man who has a beautiful home in Beverly Hills and he wants to keep you. Then you bring all the kids to, to Beverly Hills. One way of getting here. I should have done that. She likes the slower place of Colorado. Well, you come to Palm Springs. Too many bad folks in California. Yeah, but come to Palm Springs. The pace is so slow, you, you walk backwards. So oh. let's let's say hi to everybody. So we got Angie. Angela Joseph is in the chat room. B. Claudia from Germany. Don uh, Hinton has joined us now. Um, Teresa Sabin has joined us. Um, I don't know who else is there because it kind of went by fast. But thanks for everybody for tuning in. We have a fun show for you guys uh, today. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Now I'll get normal. I won't do my little fight with Jimmy routine that we do that's fake that I had to post on Facebook because somebody somebody was very upset and said, how could you be so mean to Jimmy? And I said, because people love it. We get fan mail that says, I love when you and Jimmy. They still did it. I wrote about it on Facebook that it's make-believe. And people wrote, oh, please keep doing it. We love it. It's hilariously funny, especially when I call him Maria Con or Maricon for short or Mary Fairy. They crack up laughing. So I want to thank B. Claudia, too. I, I love him. He's a sweetheart uh, of a guy. We want to thank B. Claudia, too, because she said she loved my glasses. You guys, I had to actually get prescription glasses. So I can't, wear, old. I can't old. wear the, like, fun the fun like readers anymore because mm -hmm. they weren't working for me 
He's, so, he's uh, old. These are my brand new Ralph Lauren glasses. I think they look good yep. too. And Ron gave me a haircut. I think it looks yeah, good and too. Yeah, he, 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 he's so blind now that I got out of the shower naked and he looked at me and said, wow, you got a body like a 20-year-old. It's because he's blind. Right. You can't see anymore. With the glasses, though, then I got to see everything. Yeah, then he looked at me. He's disgusting old no, thing. I didn't. Ugh, you better lose 20 pounds, you fat queer. Anyway, all is good. So uh, let's do a couple commercials real quick. Um, first off, you guys, you can hear the show weekly. We want to thank everybody who tunes in. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. And Jimmy's phone number is on the men's room wall in Macy's. No, it's not. For a good time, call Jimmy Starr. With your number. No, with your phone <laughs> number. And below it is a big glory hole. Yeah, right. Oh, Dave Hughes just joined us, too. So what's up, Dave? Dave Hughes, we, we have a tomato on today. We have a sexy broad for you. Yeah, she's coming on second. Let's see if she's built. If she's built, maybe we'll have her show you a little cleavage. So you can get happy. We don't know her that well. <laughs> you, it, well, she'll show cleavage. Every actress does. That's why they have them. Listen, Dave, how's your weather in, where are you, Australia? Or in London? You're in London or Australia? in England. In, where are you, in London? England's big, Jim. I've been there a million times. It doesn't matter. You just say ink. I love that the railroads in England, by the way. You know, I go from London all the way out to Lancashire uh, on the rail. And I just love that ride. It's so beautiful. And what an elegant, clean, gorgeous train. So unlike the garbage here, like New York subways and stuff, just filthy crap. I don't understand why our country that's supposed to be the best in the world has the lousiest airports, the crummiest transportation, and the worst roads full of holes. Go figure. Are you just going to say something or sit there just like you're in a coma? Well, I'm getting like messages everywhere, so. Good messages about how stunning I am? Always. Oh, see, always. He's, he lies like a trooper. Oh, thanks, B, it. too. B's been putting the link out so everybody can find us, so yeah, thank in you. in Germany, I've been, you know, the, the roads in Germany, the Autobahn are fabulous. And Germany is such a beautiful country, immaculate, clean. And they don't have the bullshit that we have here. I'm not allowed to discuss anything political, so I have to be careful. Um, I've been told by the commies. But anyway, I wish America would clean up, get with the program, and catch up to Europe because Europe is way ahead of us anyway, in so many ways. Anyway. Even, so. even as far as the populace goes, people in foreign countries love each other, and they love their country, and they bind, they bind together, unlike... No, no, just don't. Just, Unlike, just I'm, that, fill in the blanks, kids. I can't because I'll get in trouble. They yell at me. They tell me all the time, you can't get political wrong because you're not allowed don't even to. even mention the word because it all comes up in, it comes up in those, in the. Well, I'm not saying like bad. I'm I know, not, but don't just mention it at well, all. Well, I said, I said so. critical. They must understood. I said critical. Yes, there we go. So anyway, um, you guys, we're an entertainment show. We, we're so happy everybody's been tuning in every week. We're having a good time. We're going to have a great time with our guest today. Before we get started, um, uh, we're going to play a quick music video. And this is a band called Soul Decision. And I, recently I saw this video. And this is the very first, when I was a clothing designer, this was the very first we go again music with the group that designer. I, uh, this is the first group I ever like made clothes for. And uh, they were a lot of fun, and, and I enjoyed it. So the name of the group is called Soul Decision, and hopefully Roxy's there and can do it. He enjoyed, find he enjoyed out. the fitting. And the name of the song is Faded. Here you go.
Actually, uh, they were on. They opened up for InSync back in the day too, which was really cool. That was a really big hit, so that was fun. Part of a little bit of nostalgia, since we always get so much nostalgia stuff going on. There's a little bit of nostalgia for me, and um, so we're gonna have our first guest. I'm sure he's around, uh, coming on. You guys, you guys, everybody knows Brian Sebastian, host of Movie Reviews and more. I don't know if he's there or not, but if he's not, we'll keep talking. Uh, is he there or not, Roxy? Because I can't see. There he is. He's there. He's there. Hello, hello. Oh, big deal. He's there. So what am I going to jump for joy? So big deal. Brian is here. Whoopee, whoopee. Well, first of all, Ron, you can't jump. But it's good to see you. Oh, and, and Jimmy, I love that everybody. intro, first of all. I love the intro. Ron, I'm talking right now. So Excuse Jimmy, me. I love your intro, and I love that song. That band is really cool. I never heard that song before. It's really good. See, you Thank notice you. I'm cutting You're Ron You're so up. full of shit, yes. Brian. You hate that song. No, no, I really like that song. It was a hit. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Stone. And I want everybody to know that I happen to love this guy a lot. He's a terrific guy, even though he's full of shit about that song. But he's a terrific. No, I actually really like that song. It's got a beat. It's pretty hip. Good yeah, there you. you go. So everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the host of Movie Reviews and More, the incredible Brian Sebastian. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, how you guys doing? Fantastic. Good, good. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing pretty good now because, you know, Ron and Jim, you know, it's like to put on things and organize things. I feel like I'm air traffic controller, you know, organizing oh. cars, make sure people get their planes and everything like that. 
that's it, it's it's fun. This is why I get up at two in the morning. I'm out the door, walking the streets of L.A. and talking to other countries. Oh, it's I know you walk the streets of L.A. A few friends of mine said they saw you, but they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have change of a fifty to give you to give the trick. But anyway, I was um, too expensive for them. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, hello. Make sure you say hi to B. Claudia. Make sure you say hi. Oh, to I like I like B. Claudia. I watch a lot of their stuff of what they're doing when she's around and popping. And I hope your health is actually pretty good too. Um, she's she's feeling awesome. she's feeling better. Um, listen, we're going to your. I know your audience pretty well. I want to jump right to the point and get that out of the way so we can have fun. Uh, we're going tomorrow at noon to Brian's soiree. Tell us about your soiree, Mr. Brian. Well, it's it's really I call it a gathering of getting together with my friends so that we haven't seen for two, four, some of them six years. Like my whole team of twelve women, we've never we've never all been in one place. We've gotten ten of the twelve together. Like Sherry Nelson, she's not in, so she's not coming in until April. So we'll all Sherry meet up Sherry, Sherry can't leave Canada because I you know why. But yeah. she, she can't but, she, but but she'll be in April. So we'll let her come um down to Nashville, which is where she wanted to go. We'll showcase her in a great way. She's a wonderful person. Wait, I we should explain Brian. that too, though. So you guys, Brian hosts movie reviews and more, and he's got how many different co-hosts? Twelve, and then Twelve. five alternates. They're so all he has, he has seventeen co-hosts that that interchange around depending on what show and where they're doing it. And um, um, so he's saying that all those people, most of those people, they're all coming to this event. What's the name of your event? Well, it's it's April. Well, actually, one of my co-hosts, I'm letting her run it because you know, Ron, you know, it's, and Jimmy, you know, what it's like to put on an event. You know, sometimes you got to step back and let them do it. And I like, I like, I work better behind the scenes if that makes sense. So I just want to get my friends together, show them the little three things that I have there, and then get a chance to talk to them. And then if I have to solve problems in the middle of that, I can do that. There you go. I have to admit, I never do a thing. Jimmy does everything. The red carpet events, Jimmy puts together these wonderful events for Sue Wong and quite a few people. And I don't do any of that. I just go. Yeah, but you know, but you know what it's like to see him, which is why you want him to have the Saturdays and Sundays off because he works his butt off. I, you know, listen. See, I, I made I, a, he's speechless, I made, Jimmy. He's speechless for once. No, no, I'm not speechless. I was debating whether I should say this or not. I made a great mistake. I'm 81 and a half years old. I'm almost 82. I'm 80, 81 and a three quarters. I married someone. I, way too, I married someone way too young. I married a young man with a career. I should be now with another old bag, 80 years old, very rich. He should be a multi, rich. He should be a multimillionaire with every disease known to man, ready to die in a week. This way, I would have all his money. I would have all his money, and I could live the lifestyle I like. No, that's a terrible thing to say, Ron. Apologize to yourself. That's funny. But I did. I married a man with a career. I didn't marry a retired man that we could go traveling and go on cruises and live a boring life. So that's well. If you do want to go on a cruise, I have a guy I'll hook you up. I hate no. I don't hate cruise. I like cruises for about an hour, <laughs> and then and then and then and then they sort of tell you what to do, and I resent that. I don't like that. I don't think any of us like to be told what to do, do we? That's why we do what we do, right? Well. Sometimes in bed, it's not bad, but out of bed, you know, we don't. I wouldn't know what that's like. Of course not, because you're a virgin still. Oh, no. I was in the lifestyle. I've had plenty, believe me. 
Oh, you've had sex before, Brian? I had no idea. Oh, I, I'm you know, I'm kind of celibate now because I'm married to my my job. You know, oh, that's that, that's nonsense. Yeah, we have know. to fi- we have to fix that. Yeah, because sex, <laughs> se- romance. Listen, love is so important. You need to have someone. Sex. No, you're right. Lo- love is important with the right person, though. Yeah, so I'm going to yes. say this to make you feel good. I love you. Jimmy loves you. So people love. Well, we you. don't want to have sex with you. No, not at all. <laughs> Well, that's why I want you guys to come up. I want to have a chance to hang out where you guys didn't actually have to work for once. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be but nice. But you know what? Life, oh, I hate to sound like an old bag, but I am. Life goes yes. by Life goes by so quickly, Brian. Absolutely. Before you know it, you'll be my age. And nobody wants you at this age. You know, you get old and broken. So grab them while you're young. You know, suckers like you when you're young. So now that you're still young, grab a husband for your old age. I'm not that young. Well, you know, you could have let the people <laughs> you could have let the people believe what I said. I mean, well, I mean, here's here's the thing. You know, I I always tell the truth. I, you know, we can get in trouble for it, but I don't care, Ron. I'm I'm half of like you. I don't care. My job is to help make those people look good, support them. Uh, like supporting small businesses and to showcase those brands out there that people don't get a chance to see. And those people. I don't care if you're the janitor or you wash dishes. If I like what you're doing and I like your personality, you got a great story to tell. I want to tell it. I want to be the first to tell it. I like love well, it. Well, that's why your show's a great success. But, you know, I feel that there's just some people that come on our show that do a commercial and I keep telling Jimmy, please tell them beforehand. It's a conversation show. It's not a commercial. Some people come on and they do not stop talking. They don't allow us to make a show. They just want to get their word out. They want to get their movie out their TV show, their song, and they go on and on. And you know how frustrating that is when they don't open the door for you to change the subject. The viewer cannot listen to two hours of how wonderful you are and how fabulous your movie is when it really in reality is a piece of shit. But, <laughs> True. That's why so, I say sell it, don't smell it. Yeah, so that's why you and I know how difficult it is to do what we do. People think it's, oh, I could be a TV show uh, host or whatever we are, uh, interviewers. I could do that. It's easy. No, it's not easy. You have to gradually mold that guest into a show from being a all-about-me actor. Exactly. We, we, we know what that's like, don't we? Yes. It's terrible. So we should mention too, you guys, tomorrow for Brian's event, we're going to Madame Tussauds. And my name is Ron Russell, and I have a movie coming out very soon. Actually, <laughs> I have four movies coming out, and I'm so excited about the new movie I'm in. I'm starring in a movie where I play a vampire, and it's a comedy. And I have about six other films down the road that I'm doing. I may do some TV interviews. I might meet Angelina Jolie at a red carpet event. I'm so excited to be me, and I love being me, and I think I'm fabulous, and I think everyone should love me, and everybody should go see my movies and everybody should just sit there in awe and say oh he's wonderful he needs an oscar he needs an emmy he needs a global whatever no he needs a head exam and that's what he needs well you are you are fabulous though i mean i talk about you all the time but you don't know it no i heard about it i heard about it i love your post your posts are authentic we need to see more honesty like that i love how you defend people and your stories it's iconic we don't have it like i always say this we don't have a lot of ron russell's out there who have done i I was kidding around with what i just did i was giving an example of some of the guests that we have i don't really do that but no i write basically to uh, to the people that i know in our valley in the coachella you know on palm springs we have a lot of discord 
we used to be a big family of friends. We used to be a lot of fun. We used to see each other all the time. Then the dreadful thing that I can't mention came along. We wear masks and nobody socialized. And then politically, some people were uh, blue and some people were red. And the, <laughs> and the, well, and the blues text messaged or messaged the reds and said, you can no longer be my friend. And I thought that was atrocious and horrible because it hurt so many people I know who are red by blues. The Reds know the Reds have no problem with being friends with the blues, but the blues have got problems being with the Reds because of that man that used to be president with blonde hair. Um, they 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 just like him so that if anybody, I have to be very delicate. No, I don't even want to talk this. Do no, we, no, but I'm just saying this is I what I write on my, he's brought up my Facebook page. Okay, so you write things on your I Facebook page. And I write things saying to people, listen, prejudice comes in all forms. Get rid of prejudice, prejudice of people, prejudice of political uh, thinking. It's prejudice. You have to love everyone, no matter what they are, no matter what they look like. What no matter the world what, goes round. No matter what they believe in. Except Brian, because he's a jerk. But I mean, <laughs> don't, don't. I, I, I can be to the right people. Nah, you're never a jerk. You're never. just you're a smart cookie, baby. You're going. You're. That's why I like you so much, Brian. You're just one smart guy. You know how to work it. You, you know. Hey, you, you have to. You have to know that. You have. I always say this. You have to know how to play the game better than they do because they make up the rules as they're going. Yeah. Along. Well, let's just let's just name drop some of the people you've interviewed. First, let me do this. Let me preface that before we do that. So, you guys, the name of the show is Movie Reviews and More. Brian Sebastian's been interviewing people since October of 1993. So, you're talking Actually, about his first interview was 29 eight years, I think. That no, is. no, he was interviewing before that. Abraham Lincoln gave him a wonderful interview <laughs> as, as he was free. He freed me. That's what I said. As he was freeing Brian, he gave him a wonderful interview. <clears throat> No, I actually started in um, the summer of 82. I started at, a, a, a Ron will remember this, because he's probably hanging out with a Merv Griffin radio station, WPOP in New Britain, Griffin. Connecticut. News radio. Merv Griffin was such a queen. I mean, I never met a guy. He before. was cheap, too, wasn't he? I don't know that, but I was in his... He was. I, he didn't pay I, us. I was talking to well, him. He didn't pay you. <laughs> no, no, he, he didn't, he didn't he, pay us anything. He came to Cafe Roma to see Mr. Blackwell, who I was with, going to a show. And... Blackwell said, you want to meet Merv Griffin? He's outside in a limo. I said, yeah. We went out. He rolled down the window, and there was Merv in the middle of two cute little guys. And I said to uh, Mr. Blackwell, Richard, I said, he's gay? He said, oh, please, he invented gay. So Merv Griffin was as gay as a lock, but nobody knew. And that romance that he had with the, the Gabor sister, that was yeah. just a beard. But, you know, like, but the interesting thing about Merv is that he ended up buying all the property up. Yeah, well, the reason I, he was I smart. the reason why exactly I, the reason why I outed Merv was not to be vicious or evil or mean. It was to show the world how wonderful gay people are. For all of you who loved Merv Griffin to pieces, <laughs> now you know he was a gay man. So gay gay people are not bad. We should not be disliked. Uh, hey, everybody knows Ryan Seacrest wouldn't even have a career if it wasn't for Merv Griffin. So well, he Merv like totally Griffin, like made him. Oh, Merv Griffin jumped on him every day. You <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, so it's you, all You were going to say something before. Um, no, uh, oh, I don't even remember what I was going to say, but I... Uh, hey, she's getting uh, old. I got to get a young so one. So it, no, it was about interviews. 
Um, so, so who, who? No, we were going to name all the people. Name that some of you the, in, some, No, you, not him. You. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm dying of tuberculosis. God forbid. No. Who are some of the? Tell, <laughs> tell everybody who are some of like the the most iconic people that you've interviewed over your. Well, so you just added another ten years to it. So over your forty year interviewing uh, time, who are some Excuse of the iconic me, people that you've actually on. interviewed? I'm choking on my lemonade. Excuse me. You know, it went down the wrong pipe. Don't you hate that when that happens? Yes. Oh, and you can cough for an hour. Jimmy, I, we lost Brian. Uh, he's, he's, I think it's, he's got an internet. He's in a hotel in LA, like working on his event for tomorrow. He'll come so back. So, what are we supposed to look at that thing spin around? <clears throat> yeah, we just keep talking until he comes back. Brian, where are you? Anyway, don't you have a list, Jimmy, of all the people he's interviewed? No. Oh, okay. Then we'll let Brian. He's, say I'm it. letting him say. Astro, he's stop, too many. stop! 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 How do these dogs know a dog is ten miles away outside? I'll never know. That's Come funny. On, Astro, behave. Lots of people joined us. Tina Davidson joined us in the hey, chat room. Tina. Hey, Tina. And Backpack John is in the chat room. He was. He stop was. It. He was lost looking for a glory hole, and that's why we hadn't seen him. But now he's supposed to that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Remember, Backpack John's the one who didn't know what a glory hole was. Oh, oh, oh. Astro, stop it. Oh, the, the gardeners are here. Ugh. Everybody, forgive us with the dog, but the gardeners are here. No, that's not our gardener. Oh, oh, then why is he bought? Why, why is that other gardener on our property? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just saw him walk by with a blower. Well, maybe he's, I, I couldn't tell you what the, what the That's heck. why I love working in the studio. You know, it's soundproof. It's quiet. Quiet, you little Hey, Don, none of us answered the question yet, but, but if he's been interviewing for well, 40 years, Brian? he's got to be 60. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Brian? He'll be back. They're working on it. Anyway, that's so that's not good. So uh we're gonna have fun tomorrow. I don't know if that's a Brian thing or a studio thing, because the studio she said she was having some internet <laughs> problems also. But we're still live, so everything is going well. And we want to thank everybody. I mean, Backpack John's laughing at the stuff that we said. Everybody likes Brian. His show is really fun, you guys. He's really good. Brian he is a very articulate, smart, well spoken guy. I have all all great um respect for Brian. Uh, we kid around all the time. I mean, everything I say and do to him, he just laughs his head off. He thinks it's hilarious. You know, friends can do that. Friends can tease each other. Friends can have fun with each other without being insulted, without blocking or unfriending. Absolutely. And that's because it's from our time. Brian is not as old as I, but he's not that much younger. And we came from a time when people could kid around. And, and we used to use words that today you're not allowed to he's use. Back. Oh, here he's back. Hey, we missed you. you. Know, oh, look, he's no, got his movie review sign too. Yes. You know, you know what happened? The power went out. Oh. That's why I'm always prepared for these things. Why did the power go out? What do you want? Hey, some cheap, no, what do you want? A Motel 6? No, I'm at the Lowe's Hotel in Hollywood, my host hotel. What are you talking about? Well, I don't, I don't know. Do I, thought maybe you, I thought you were in Motel <laughs> Come 6. Come on, Ron. Hell no, no. What, what, I, I had anyway, a hotel for you guys, but you guys drive up and back. listen. See, I was thinking about you guys, but Jimmy, you were in the middle of who I was interviewing. So I got no, 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 no. I need you because Dumbbell here didn't take the names down to everybody you interviewed. So I need you to blow your own horn. Go ahead. It's okay. Permission granted. Tell us all the names of the most famous people that you have interviewed. Okay. It's quite impressive. Start off, I'm, I, I want to start off with Warren Beatty because I like Warren. And I'm going to go to his I house. Peed, uh, I peed next to him. 
And the Beverly Hills, yeah, Beverly Hills Hotel. I was at a urinal peeing, and he came next to me and started peeing, and I never looked. And everybody said to me, "Well, my gay friends, you didn't look." I said, "I wouldn't give him the satisfaction." I peed next to James Coburn. Who? James Coburn. James Coburn. Oh, James Coburn, and I. I like them. We had we had our conversation in the restroom, and I'm like, I better talk to him now because you just never know. And I. Oh, you're as bad as I am. I did that. No, no, you know why? No, you know. You know who I because did sometimes that? you never you don't get that second opportunity. I and was, literally it did happen. I was at a urinal and what's his name? Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco came next to me and he's peeing. And while he's peeing, I said, Listen, my name is Ron Russell. I have a show. I want you to come on it. And he thought I was nuts. <laughs> but he did come on our show. And every time he comes on, we talk about peeing together. You know, friend men who pee together become friends. Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because because James Coburn and I became friends, and then the Sad thing was I had an interview set up. Remember the uh, Jimmy? Remember the movie um, Melissa Park or something like something like that? But Mick Jagger produced it. It had James Mick Jagger, James Coburn, Andy Garcia in it. And I'm like, the only one I cared about was James Coburn because of his history. And I never got a chance to interview him because three months later he passed away. And right. I never forgot oh. that. So I said, I'm going to interview everybody while I have the opportunity because you just never know, right, Jimmy? Listen, right, I, I never had. Know. I, I loved, loved, loved and adored Patricia Neal. Oh, Patricia Neal. I like I, her too. I fell in love with her in Fountainhead, the movie. I just fell in love oh, with her. Oh, great movie. And I was I, I met her in Manhattan. I was in her apartment and we spoke and I said, Okay, I'm gonna do your interview. She said, Fine, Ron. We had a date for like four weeks later and she passed away. Yeah, you never know. That's why I want to interview everybody mm-hmm. now. So, you know, Jimmy's clients, Eileen, we have to say hi to Eileen Sh- uh, Shapiro. Hi, Dawn hey, out there. Hi, Jimmy uh, Rogers, I think was the name on there. I want to say hi to everybody because I like to acknowledge everybody, first of all. I think that's really important. Well, I'm we like, don't acknowledge you, then there aren't any people watching in our shows, right? Well, I'm, right. Like, I'm like the interviewer of death. I was going to interview Esther Williams. She and she was a very good friend of Jane Russell's, and I knew the, Esther the well. Swimmer, the great swimmer. Oh, yeah, I knew her well. And she passed away. Jane Powell, who was a dear friend of my friend Lee Winkler, who I spoke to on the phone many times, I was going to have an interview with her, and she passed away. And her husband, Dickie Moore, passed away prior to. I'm telling you, I got a list of dead stars. Anyway, go, you go. Tell us about it. Tell us some more. Tell us some more. We want to know who else you interviewed. Uh, Charlton Heston. uh, um, Oh, my God. I was thinking of. Who's the, who was Richard Pryor's uh, writer? Paul Mooney. Got to give credit to him because he. I thought he was funnier than Richard Pryor. Um, God. Yeah, Charlton has some. Siegfried and Roy when they came down from Vegas. Not in Vegas when they came down and they brought the White Tiger. That was special because there was only nine of us that did that. Coretta Scott King. That was an honor to do that. I actually barged in to do that interview. I was at the, remember the whole hotel, Nico, which is now the W in Beverly Hills. I went yep. from there. And when, uh, his name was Andy Kopecker, who was gay. On CNN, he goes, Brian, why aren't you doing this interview? I'm like, what interview? It's not the Four Seasons. Who's over there? Coretta Scott King, Dexter King Jr., um, Urkel, that guy, whatever his name was, and then Ed oh yeah, Ashman. Urkel, Urkel. And I said, what? Yeah, Tina, Paul, Paul Mooney was funny. He was really nice to me. Uh, so I went over there and I said, I got to interview Coretta Scott King because I didn't know about this, and they maybe they felt sorry for me, maybe they felt guilty. I was the only person of color to do it, and there was only ten of us doing TV interviews. I had no makeup on and anything. And I went in and did the interviews. And I was like sweating. We're like, I'm in front of Coretta Scott King. This is history. So I asked one question. What would Martin think of you today? And she looked down and she's and, and her answer was, 
he would be proud of what we're doing, what we're accomplishing, attending, uh, continuing his work. And I never forgot that. And I still have that interview. That was now, one now, of my now, best ones. Do you keep all wait, your wait, hang on, hang on. Oh. Paul Muni. Is that the old actor Paul Muni from you? No, no, no. Different one. No, he was a comedy okay. writer. He passed away a couple months ago. Who wrote okay, for Richard I'm Pryor. referring to Paul Muni, who played the actor, the right. Mexican, uh, the Mexican president. Uh, what the hell was his name? Any, Montezuma or something? Anyway, Solid. yeah. Right. Well, I love it. So, how did you decide you wanted to do interviews in the first place? I didn't. I didn't know about that. I worked at the video store. Remember the video stores? I had one yeah. called Extravagance Video. We had three different one. I learned about marketing. They had one in the Valley. They had one in Westwood. They had one in um, Brentwood. And the three areas did not like the same movie taste, which is how I got good at picking movies. And that was interesting. Westwood loved uh, foreign movies, sci-fi, and comedy. San Fernando, they loved action movies, comedy, and family movies. They hated foreign, so and, and no adult movies. Brentwood, they loved um, foreign movies. They hated comedy. They loved sci-fi, and they loved classic movies. And they loved adults. So I had to bring adult entertainment in at that point. So I realized these three different territories, these three different markets, how to maneuver things. And that same format, think of Netflix, what Netflix does today, that same format comes out of that because Reed Hastings uh, came out of the old world of home video. That's why Netflix. I really miss, uh, I miss the home video store. I used to Absolutely. love it. I used remember to love the, remember the, you know, you know, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> he used to love the video store because he went into the section which was all porn, and that's where he'd meet other guys. No, Come that's on. Not true. Well, so here's here's how I got into the adult side of things. I had no I don't like video stores. I hated them. Oh, you video went stores in, was you great. went in, you gotta get that great. big big eight track box bring it home you had to wait online and then if you didn't bring it back on time they find you five or ten three dollars three dollars and 25 cents I remember the late bullshit feed. bullshit i love youtube oh ron's a youtube well, at, oh well i i'm watching a lot more on youtube tv too it's interesting yes yeah, so there was a lot of stuff but how i got into it uh chris pan used to come in this guy barry something from trimark vidmark pictures you may remember that jimmy Barry Barnholtz, what's his name? He came in and he goes, Ryan, you're picking out all these movies. Why don't you do movie reviews? And I'm like, well, how do you do that? He goes, you have to call the MPAA. So I call the MPAA and they go, they said this and I'm not lying. Wait, hold it, hold it. Please tell our viewers, what is the MPA? The Motion Picture Association of America. Okay. So what they say is you have to actually get five producers, five directors. And what they said, you have to get someone like a Steven Spielberg, a Francis Cord Coppola, a George Lucas. They actually said that to me on the phone. I go, I don't know these people. They don't know me. Why would they do something like that? But what they didn't say is you could start your own public access show. Remember public access on Channel 3, yeah. Ron, with a VHS? That's how I started movie. I wasn't born. I wasn't born yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were right there with it. You were helping create that genre. But what that, so I became the host of that and producer, and I used one of their directors. So I was the only one to, in the history of that to be accredited to the MPAA. And I had that letter for the longest time because you didn't have that letter. They weren't going to let you on listen. They weren't going to let you into events. And that's what I started to do. I started to doing foreign films. And I go, oh, I can do this. And then Jackie Kerner Joyner, um, who ran track, she, she won all the medals. Yeah, my home video and all that stuff. We did the first interview at the Four Seasons over there. And I said, well, I kind of like doing this. I can sit on the couch and talk to celebrities and they feed me and they pay for my parking. I'm like, okay, I can do this. How do I do more? And then 
either they felt sorry for me because you were supposed to be syndicated and I never was because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want those big companies to be holding over me. And I still don't like that. So no, I mean, you lose your freedom, you lose everything. You have to give everything that you've done to them. And I said, why do I have to give you something? Jimmy, think of this today. Do I, do you, do we want to give our content to someone else that we worked hard to get? The answer is no. So I right. figured that back, back then. Unless they want to pay us a lot of money. Yeah, what you're talking about paying money. Ten years of money <laughs> show, he never gave me a friggin' nickel. Ron, I'm working on Ron, I'm working on getting you sponsors. I'm working on that now. You're gonna meet a couple. Yeah, but he still won't pay me. He feels Don't worry about it. I'm gonna get you something. <laughs> No, really. I'm, Jimmy feels that I'm married to him and married spouses. No, 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 no. We're going to get you one. We're going to get you something. Wait, I'm, ask, I'm asking you this question. If you were married, would you... I'm never going to get married. That, that, listen, before I punch you in the face, <laughs> in two minutes I'm going to come to this fucking screen and punch you in the face. If, if I'm, I'm at the Lewis Hotel in Hollywood. I'm seeing tomorrow. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Listen, hypothetically, a make-believe question. If you were married, would you pay your spouse if it was on your show? I would give her what she wants because she deserved to have that. Yes, I would. Why her? Why not he? I'm not gay. I know, but you could make-believe. I said it's a hypothetical (laughs) question. No, I don't make-believe of anything. No. (laughs) Those days are over with. Can't you pretend and make-believe you're gay? No, I used to pretend... Lots of things. You can't do that stuff anymore. It didn't Anyway, work. so you would pay. Hear that, Jimmy Cheap Star? Yeah, well, he has, he's probably got more money than I do. <laughs> oh, he's in the Lowe's Hotel. Jimmy's, got, it. Jimmy's got the first the, nickel the Lowe's made. Hotel, it's in a frame. The Lowe's Hotel in uh, like in South Beach, so when I used to live in, in Florida, um, the Lowe's Hotel, I met Beyonce in the Lowe's Hotel. I met Jay-Z oh, in the Lowe's Hotel. Beyonce, when she did her first movie, uh, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yeah, so it was the third one. So here's the photo that didn't come out. There's always a couple of photos that didn't come out because you weren't supposed to take photos back then. So I said, right. if I don't take photos, people won't believe that we're doing this. And Jimmy, you know this. And Ron, you know this too. So I had a disposable one just in case security came and took it away. So <laughs> I took the photo of me and Beyonce. Someone took it for me and it didn't come out. Where is she today? I know. That was the first film. The sad thing that I keep repeating over and over again is I knew Betty Davis and I was in Betty's company maybe five or six times at various, not parties, but private matters. I could never take out my brownie or my Kodak and take a picture of her because she would never permit it because Betty Davis had to be lit properly, her hair done, her makeup done, and a star. Uh, Today, we use our cell phones and we photograph every movie star and they don't care. So I'm sorry that I didn't have pictures with so many great celebrities. Of your friends back in the day. People people think you're full of shit. Oh, I knew Betty Betty Davis. Well, show me a picture. Yeah, right. I got a picture of her. Well, this is the reason why I started taking pictures and people got upset with me uh, because I would get Jerry Jerry Lewis in the kitchen, you know, because where did everybody go? Liberace was worse than any woman. I knew Lee. I was at Lee's house in Palm Springs years ago. Okay. And we had Kodak, little with the cube on top, you know, that thing. That, oh, that's that really the, old. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, no, I always had. They're, they're coming back in style. No, but I brought my camera one time to his house and he said, oh, we're leaving all our cameras on the vestibule uh, entry for your piece. And there was a bunch of cameras. 
You were not allowed to go yeah, to Lee Liberal. You were, he would kill you if you photographed yeah. him without his hair on it because he wore a wig, his makeup, and all his other. That's so funny crap. though, because like you, you know, made me were... think of that. You made me think of Wayne Newton. <clears throat> Wayne Newton was also a good interview, and I don't, I still don't know how why he did this. He was on the stage. And I'm like thinking, how can I get an interview? And I was in the way, way back in the ballroom in a corner. I was like in the left-hand corner. He was way up in the stage at the Universal Hilton. For some reason, I still don't know why to this day, he came all the way like he was going to come see someone, like he was going to rush to get out. He comes all the way over to me in the back and shook my hand, and I have a picture. And I put that picture up, and I'm wearing a Wayne Brady hat. And I was like surprised, and I was stunned. I'm like, he came all the way from the stage just to shake my hand and give me a picture? Why did he do that? I never found out, but he was really. He must have. He nice must have looked. That. He must have looked gorgeous in the picture. That's why he let it happen. If, if, well, if, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see it. I'm shocked, and I'm like kind of red. I'm like, why did he do this? Well, Raquel Welch was another one you're not allowed to photograph. Bay Dunaway would shoot you if you ever photographed her without makeup, hair, and yeah. lighting. Yeah. Uh, it, so many of them. Rock Hudson didn't care, but I never took a picture with Rock Hudson because I was too busy fainting. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did, I did a Macmillan and I fainted. And then I used to see him at a gay bar in uh, West Hollywood called uh, the Rose Tattoo. And Oh, I remember that place. Yeah. And if Rock was in there or Roy, as people knew him, I didn't do anything but just sit there and drool and, dr and faint because he was the most magnificent man in the world. <clears throat> so just beyond belief. Do you remember though? Like, cause like he's talking about the little cameras with the cube. We had the little yellow Kodak disposables. That. I've had, well, that's so, what I used to have. I had so many of those confiscated being at events that they didn't want you to take pictures. Yeah, and I would always take exactly. yeah, they take it. <laughs> I, I did too. I, I got really crafty at it because you got one chance to take that photo if you were lucky. So all my photos were one and done. So what, this is what I started doing. Okay, if you're gonna you're gonna take my camera away and I can't get it inside. That's when I started to go out to when they were arriving. Oh, I like Oprah at Oprah in the green room. I got her outside in her security detail. Uh, I got Joe Frazier coming out and Demi Moore coming out out of their limousine. And I they love Demi it. Moore. I love Demi There's Moore. There's one picture of Betty Davis and I together, and I'm lighting her cigarette. But the guy, <laughs> only the person who Bob Monroe took the picture. But he never thought to put me in the picture. He put my hand in the picture with the cigarette lighter and Betty lighting up. So I tell people that's me. They go, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's you. Because I'm not, you don't see my face. So that's the only thing I have of Betty Davis. And then, of course, I never showed Betty that picture because she looked old in it. She didn't look good in it. She had on a frumpy hat. She just didn't look good. Go on. Jane Russell could have cared less. Or whenever I went out to dinner with Jane, people would come over and say, Miss Russell, can I have an autograph? And she'd say, well, no, I'd rather you take a picture because I have macular degeneration and it's dark in here. I can't see. I said, Jane, what do you give him such a big explanation for? Just do JR and that's it. They'll be happy. So they used to take pictures with her. Demi Moore is badass, Don. <clears throat> I love Demi Moore. And, and that movie she did, G.I. Jane, which is like, it got totally like I'll lambasted. It's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it like a hundred times. Why, she's tough. Well, I tell people that she became a better producer. She was good at a producer. She doesn't get enough credit for that. <laughs> think, of, think of the Austin Powers because she produced those. Was she a tough interview? Yeah, she was great. Oh, okay. I, I think a lot of time is, and, and you guys both know this, is don't pretend. I mean, don't pretend. I mean, give them what they want. Just be gracious and everything, and hopefully they will like you.
you know, or, or they get to know you over time, but don't ask stupid questions like, what's your favorite color? There was one guy who used to be in a radio room and all the one question he would ask, well, what's your favorite Beatles song? He had to ask that question. That was the only question he ever asked. And we would just keep like looking at him. Some people loved it and a lot of people hated it. Well, Rhonda Fleming, I despised because Rhonda Fleming was the ultimate snob. She was married to man theaters. She was loaded. They lived in Century City in a gorgeous little townhouse. <clears throat> She was just quite the lady, the dame, the the, the fabulous one. She wasn't very, uh, let's put it this way, she wasn't very accepting of most people. You had to be a certain type. You had to be a very certain type to be her friend. She was Jane Sounds Russell's. Sounds like Julia Roberts. Well, she was Jane Russell's really, really dear friend. And I asked Rhonda, <clears throat> pardon me, I asked Rhonda, you want to come on my Set the Record Straight TV show? She said, no. I heard the questions you asked. You asked Jane what size bra she was wore. I said, well, I would only ask you if you wear panties or not. And that was the end of her ever <laughs> speaking to me. No, she never spoke to me again. So wait a second. So Brian, what did you actually interview Julia Roberts? Brian. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it wasn't good? No, she was. she's not very nice. God dang it, that really upsets me because she's like my bucket list of my my. She's like my favorite actress. Pretty Woman's my favorite movie of all and time. And her brother is the sweetest. And guy. her brother's super nice. We love her. Brother. Well, yeah, they're, they're the total opposites. I don't oh, think wait, they her, like her, each other. You should, you should ask Eric. Her brother is Eric Roberts, folks. They don't, you know, they don't get along. Right. What about Charlize Theron? Have you? Because she's my second one. She's oh, I love Charlize. Was she love nice? Charlize. Yes, very, very nice. It was, it was for her first interview when she first came over from South Africa. Very, very nice. I like her. Oh, well, she, wasn't a, she wasn't a huge star, though, then. I wonder if she's still nice, because I heard people say she's not that nice now, but I don't know if that's true or not. You know what? But it you is. know what? It, it depends. It depends when you met them and how you met them. And, Ron, you know that. It depends where you meet them, well, how you, you meet them. If, and, again, a lot of them have bad days also. If you meet them on the set while they're working, and you feel they've shunned you or they don't want to talk to you. It's not because they don't want to. They're working. They're in the middle of a character. They're thinking what they're going to do. They're nervous about their performance. They don't want to stop and say, hi, how are you? Who's, what's your dog's name? They don't give a shit. That's not the time or the place. I don't judge anyone on a set. When I'm at a cocktail party and it's social and everybody's had a few, if you're nasty and mean, Debbie Reynolds, Angel, Doll, Sweetheart. Have you ever met Deb, Debbie? No, I have not. You, you, I was you, supposed to, but we, we didn't get a you, chance to. You lost the best interview of your life. I never. Well, here's the thing I about that. A her. lot of times was a lot of times was it, it was who whose press list you were on, as you know, sometimes too. Right, but Debbie didn't care. I would have given you her phone number had we talked talked about it. Debbie and I were friends. <clears throat> and a funnier lady you'll never find, more interesting lady and outspoken. Her daughter was nothing compared to her. If you think that her daughter was outspoken, uh, uh, Debbie was wonderful. She had a rehearsed interview. Well, she was in one of my best favorite musicals at all time, you know, Singing in the Rain. Yep. So wait, go back. Let's she really it. liked Molly Brown better. <clears throat> She said, I don't know what the big deal was about singing in the rain, Ron. But she said, Molly Brown, I work my... That's true, Jimmy. She said, she said she they want to know in the chat room, and I want to know, too. No, like, she said to me, I work my tits off. 
for Molly and, Brown. And Molly Brown. What a bucket list. Like, so, cause you, you're like us. I mean, like we can't even watch a t- any TV show without knowing somebody on it, which is fun. But what like a bucket list, me. bucket list of like, who's somebody you have not had a chance to interview that you would really like to interview in the entertainment Our interview world. was over already. No. Believe it or not, I haven't done LeBron James yet, but I know that'll come up. And I and Tiger Woods is my get. That's the one that I would want. Really? Okay. Yeah. Who? Tiger Woods, the golfer. Ty- Tiger Woods. Oh, inter- to interview. Yes. Oh, nah, yeah. I, 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 I no, don't no, want to sports he, people. He usually asks, who would you like to star with? And I forgot you're not acting. <laughs> no, Jimmy usually asks like this. <laughs> No, if, I if don't. You had someone, if, no, if you had someone you want to work with in a movie, who would it be? And I'm thinking, why would he want to work with that's a, a golfer? Now I got it. No, see, but that, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not an actor. You know, that's you. That's what you guys do. My job is to help him what you guys have finished. Yeah. So I like. So I, I couldn't really. The sports people wouldn't really do a whole lot for me. Even though, like, I I would have probably been a tennis player back in the day, probably if I did, because I used to do a lot of that tennis stuff. But yeah, I could never interview. No, Dave, I haven't met you yet. It's so funny though, because uh, uh, um, uh, oh shit, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh well, so like Julia Roberts is like my bucket list of like someone who I would really like to interview. So. So the fact that she's not nice is a little upset. And Charlize Theron is my second. I, I'm American. not the only one that would say that either. There's many people that would tell you that. Great yeah. actress, just not a nice person. Well, Betty Davis was rough. Oh, you couldn't uh, assert. You just, I mean, she tell you to go F yourself. If, I mean, she had a very dirty mouth. That's why I loved her. But she uh, was one, if you asked her a question she didn't like, boy, oh, boy, she really blasted you away. I would tell you, you have some nerve asking me such a question. And she get angry. I'm gonna, but I gotta say this. I'm gonna tell you why, how this happened. And there's many people in there. So remember Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. The, the remake that that Clooney and everybody did. Well, yep. Julie was in that one. So it was her, Brad Pitt. I think Andy Garcia was on that panel. It was a small room. There's only like 30 of us, or maybe 25 press people in there. What happened? I was like, okay, who do I want? Do I want Julia? Do I want Brad? And this is she had just won Aaron Brockovich for Oscar for that. So I wanted to congratulate her because I loved it. And I liked her like what she was saying as an actress. And she would always say, someone asked Brad or Andy or, or George a question. She said, that's a dumb question. I'm like, they're not asking, they're not talking to you. They're talking to someone else. Then they all obviously answered those questions. And then once it was over, she bolted out the room. Till this day, I've never seen someone fly out the room. And then I'm running after it. Before I get to the door, she's all the way down a long hallway. You know the long hallways in the hotel rooms? She's running down the hallway towards nothing. There was nobody there. I'm like, where's she running to? And I'm like, what's wrong with this woman? Where's she running to? That's why I wish I had my disposable camera, but I took the picture with me and Brad Pitt. That's where that photo came in of me and Brad. Because I was like bewildered that she was running down the hall, running nowhere. There was no place she was running to. No, but I've seen. And then the second time, the second time that I was supposed to interview her, her people called me as I was going to meet her at the Four Seasons for this movie that I didn't like that she was in, but I was going to go interview her because I wanted to do a makeup again and giving her a second chance. The second chance did not happen. I'm around the corner on La Brea, almost to the Four Seasons, and I get a phone call from the publicist, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. I know what it's going to be. The phone call was. Oh, Julia doesn't know who you are. She doesn't want to interview. We're sorry for you know taking up your time. I'm like, what? I came all the way from Valencia to do this interview. This by Brian, there's nothing we can do. There's a couple other people on the list that she didn't approve of. I approve. This is not right. This is not fair. That's so. That's twice that she did that to me. What about Sandra Bullock? 
But wait a minute. I, oh, I, love, oh, I love Sandy. Sandy's a wonderful person. I wanted to interview Batman. What's his name? Oh, uh, Adam West. Adam West. <clears throat> All right. And I went up to him and I'm at a, at a convention center where people were signing and it was over and he was sitting there and he refused to have an interview with me. I said, why are you not going to have an interview with me? He said, because I don't feel like it. I don't know who you are. I'm tired. I said, well, I'm Ron Russell. I've, in I've interviewed Jane Russell, Betty Davis and quite a few other people. And I guess you're right. I said, you're nothing to really to in interview. I wouldn't want to waste my time. And then I said, fuck <laughs> you. And I did. I said, fuck you. Uh, fuck you, Batman. And I walked out and he just sat, he, no, he sat there in shock, but Julie Newmar, and by was, the way, you told him, because isn't he the one who had the house in Palm Springs and you walked into it by mistake and ate a banana? No, it was a, a, a an orange. Oh, an orange. <laughs> he walked into a house just, and he thought it was, he thought it was the model house and it was actually Adam West's house and he went in and. Yeah, but I never told Adam that's that. But funny. Ju Ju Julie Newmar, who I interviewed three times, she was next to, uh, batman and she just looked at me in shock she couldn't believe what i said but i've said oh you know who else was not nice remember ginger i forgot what her real name is from Gilligan's oh. island no no i gotta disagree here we go fight. yeah it was, it was nice to me no fight time i knew her really well she was going out with a good friend of mine uh, my, I would be up at Perry and Lee Winkler's house up in Truesdale Estates on Sunday for brunch. And Tina Louise was a, a regular. Tina Louise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Go. And Tina was going out with a guy by the name of uh, uh, something DeGeorge, uh, Sonny DeGeorge, who is cousins to my ex partner. And she was lovely. She was coked up mostly, but very lovely. Um, <laughs> no, Tina, Tina Louise, Louise. Yeah, she was really sweet. Yeah, they had to put her in a cab one time because we were she all She was going... not nice. She, 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 for me, she falls into that category. It's the same thing as Wolfman Jack. I'll never forget that. He, he thought he, and I looked up to him in the radio world. You remember when people would come in, the, the stores, going back to the video world, video stores would close at like midnight tower mm -hmm. video. Five minutes after, because there was a, they, they were a celebrity, they would pull the celebrity card. Oh, you know who I am? You know, can we just take my video? No, we're closed. We said, so Wolfman Jack comes in, and I'm at the table, like here, checking in. We're closed. We're on a leave. We've been there for eight hours. He goes, Do you know who I am? I'm like, Do you know who I am? He goes, I'm Wolfman Jack. And I said, Well, I'm Brian Sebastian. <laughs> I won't mention And then he goes, he throws, he, throws, he throws the tape at me. I'm like, Well, fuck you, too. <laughs> well, that was my thing with Wolfman Jack. I have a celebrity friend who I cannot mention her name, but she's quite <laughs> famous. And she was at a party in Long Island at an affair. And she had been drinking quite a bit and the bartender cut her off. And she went over to him and she said, do you know who I am? And he said, no. She said, good, now go fuck yourself. <laughs> and she walked out. <laughs> and everybody, because he wouldn't give her a drink. So yeah, celebrities do pull that card every now and then. We've been pretty lucky, though. Most of the ones that we have met have been pretty nice. Like I said, Tina Louise was a regular Joe. Even though Tina I, Louise we, used to go into the video store. You know, Tina, she, but you know, she was not very nice when she came into us. She thought she was better than we, we were, and we were just there working. She may have been a little buzzed. Or wasted, or, totally, or, or totally yeah, wasted. Yeah. Well, you know, people drink a little. They, you know, actors relieve themselves of stress and, and anxieties by getting a little buzz. True. You know True. what I mean? I, 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 as I said, if she were not, not and I know 
I knew Tina well. It's not like, I mean, she and I used to sit and hold hands and bullshit on the sofa. Uh, like one time she got she up. Was she was in real estate at that point. No, when I knew her, she was doing, this is years ago. She was doing, she had just finished Gilligan's Island. She was on right. something else. But she even went over and, and put some pate on a uh, crack and brought it to me. No, she's sweet. I felt sorry for her because they threw her in a cab and got rid of her because we were going to the candy store and she was so loaded. They didn't want her with us. I felt bad. Um, and she was typecast too. I think she never got over that. No, she was very beautiful. Uh, yeah. Lovely little nose cost her a lot of money, of course, but beautiful girl. Very, no, I, I'm sorry. She was, I'm sorry. You didn't know Tina. She must've been under the weather or something. You know, stars are moody like us we there are times that I'm, i don't feel like being sweet and nice i'm stressed or i have a problem you know uh we have to understand that they're not on who says you're sweet and nice one some people maybe two or three um no but seriously uh they're they're people who who can i say that i really don't like i have two people Rhonda, that i didn't Rhonda like fleming i guess would be the number one she just was not nice. It was like she was unhappy. She was downdraught and miserable or negative. She was a beautiful woman, a beautiful, not a good actress. You know, Arlene Dahl was a good friend of mine, and they always compared Arlene Dahl to Rhonda Fleming. And I, Jimmy and I were going to have lunch with, Ron, with uh, Arlene in February because we thought we were going to New York. But, of course, she passed away. But I got an interview out of her before she did. I was going to ask her, what is Rhonda like in private? They want to know in the chat room, do you have a favorite movie? Of all the movie reviews you've done and everything you've done, do you have a favorite movie? Yeah, it goes back to the very first one that I saw as a little kid. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Love it. Love it. Love it. Last laughed hysterically for hours. Is that the one about the they're all going for, for the, the treasure? For the treasure, yeah. Under the palm. And, and, and so when I met Milton Berle, and I became only the third African-American to come into the Friars Club. That's what did it to me, because it was very nice to me. Uh, and Tommy Butch Vaughn, uh, the original Butch from Little Rascals, they, they made me a member, and I'll never forget that to this day. And that, that was an honor to have that happen. But it was that because of that film. I always liked that. Milton Burrow hit on Ron. <laughs> did he get out of here, did he really? Well, there's a restaurant on was on Second Avenue on the corner, and I don't recall the name of it, where all the actors from TV used to go after the shows. And of course, I was there at a, at age uh, seventeen to meet these people. And I was friends with um, Skip Skitch Henderson, the the orchestra guy, and his oh, wife yeah. and his wife Faye Emerson. But my buddy was Martha Ray, and oh. Maggie. Yeah, Maggie's brother was gay, but he was deformed. He had some sort of an illness. And no one was really nice to him, but I was. And he liked me, so therefore Maggie liked me. We became good friends for many years. Well, <clears throat> Milton just finished his show, and he came into the, to the restaurant, uh, and his eyeballs hit me, 17, looking 14. And, yeah, he was very, very friendly, let's put it that way. I threw up because he was disgusting looking with those liver lips. And ugly, <laughs> uh, uh, ugly, ugly looking thing with a cigar in his face. I mean, you could vomit. <clears throat> so I was turned off totally. But I really shouldn't say that story. But Jimmy brings it up. <laughs> well, and one of, the, one of the other movies, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm. Because when, when you think about it, Everything goes out, all the power and everything goes out. We're having more and more of that. So imagine what, it, what, it, what that's like. And you know? picture, are you talking about the original? 
Yes. The original. The original. Yeah, yeah, I love that with, movie, with too. With my sweetheart, Patricia Neal, who I loved. You know, when I went in her apartment, she had a picture of Gary Cooper on an end table, a huge, big, big, big picture. And I'm trying to read the inscription. And he said with, with, with something about, with my love for you, darling, always and forever. And I said to her, oh, what a lovely inscription. I said, that was some romance. You really loved him. She said, what do you mean was? And I, and I smiled at her, which meant she still, she had five children with Raoul, but she loved Gary Cooper to her death. Mm. And I said to myself, I have to bring this up when I interview her because she smiled when she said, what do you mean was? In other words, was the love of my life. He still is. Mm. She, at least she, at least she acknowledged him. it though, you know? She adored him. If you watch the movie Fountainhead, that's when they fell in love. That pearl necklace that she's wearing, the little chain with the pearl, yeah. he, ga he gave it to her. And wardrobe said, it's not in the script. You can't wear it. And she said, well, if I don't wear it, I don't work. And they, <laughs> said, and they said, you could wear it. And if you see some scenes, it's not on her. But other scenes, it's always on her. And that was what Gary Cooper gave her. So we got to... Um... Uh, tell everybody because uh, we got our next guest is coming on, so we have to uh, get uh, Ryan. You got, I mean Brian, Ryan, Jesus, Cross Brian, you guys. Head. So Brian has a show, you guys, every Tuesday at five p.m. Pacific time. Um, tell them, tell them real quick where do they see all your shows and give them your social media. K four HD Radio. Uh, Roxy's actually my engineer. Who's your engineer? Uh, yes, so I, I actually bring Roxy in, yeah, and then you know, talk for media. Obviously, we're on all, the, all almost all the platforms that you guys are on. And then um, at Movie Reviews and More, and also our DreamweaverArts.org. We uh, should also say, though, things. we should say the Instagram is Movie Reviews, M-O-V-I-E-R-E-V-I-E-W-S-R-I-E-W-S-N, the letter N more, not and. So it's just the letter N more. So uh, Movie Reviews, N more, and DreamweaverArts.org. And we're going to see you tomorrow at Madame Tussauds. Yes. That's going to be, be fun. You guys be, don't have to work. It'll be fun to hang out with you guys a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's and, fun. And I hope you and I could tongue kiss a little. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with a couple friends there. They're all waxed. <laughs> no, I they're won't. all waxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, Ron? I like no, that one. Not at all. Not at all. Funny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. Look forward to Thanks, seeing Brian. you see tomorrow. tomorrow. It's going to be All right. Fun. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you so All much. Right. Appreciate bye -bye. it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, baby. So real quick, we're going to take a music break, you guys, and then we're going to bring in our next guest, Jessica. Um, Jessica Morris is coming on. This is Blazing Squad, uh, their cover of Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, it's old school. I love it. And uh, we'll be right back with Jessica. See you guys soon. So tell me what you're gonna do to know where to run When judgment comes for you When judgment comes So tell me what you're gonna do When there ain't no place to hide When judgment comes for you Cause it's gotta come See you at the crossroads, crossroads, crossroads 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 Go and pray, you're gonna make it someday, you gotta jump so what you wanna raise? What you wanna act up? What can you play? This whole fame thing just comes one of these days, and when it comes, you'll be one of a kind. But before this, keep all this in your mind, cause I will hold you to the end of the line. Want all this, you'll be mad to decline. So what you gonna do when every day 
same Try and do this shit just for a glimpse of fame Didn't mean to do it, just put yourself to shame Didn't wanna kill it, just try to play the game When you reach the crossroads, where you gonna go? Go with your car, just let your feelings flow Life's up, life's down, but things can turn around Innocent or guilty, you will soon be found And we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray Every day, every day, every day, every day And we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray Still we lay, still we lay See you at the crossroads, That was Blazing Squad Crossroads. And now we're going to bring on our gorgeous next guest, Jessica Morris. So let's bring her in. Hello, hello. Oh, wait, we don't hear her, though. Can you hear me? Let's see. Hold on. Oh, she's putting on her headphones now, I think. Jessica, can you hear us or no? Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Yay. Yay. Good, good, good. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The incredibly talented and gorgeous Jessica Morris. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. And and not only all that Jimmy said, but very friendly, sweet, kind, and nice. Yes. Oh, so are you. But (laughs) not a a great bowler. Not a great bowler. (laughs) Hey, I think I did way better than you, actually. I couldn't do it because remember my shoulder and my arm was broken. You did better than me, though. I I did better than someone who wasn't playing at all. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't play. I just sat there like a dummy. Uh, wanting to play. No, I got. I remember I tried. I picked up the bowling ball. My arm fell off. No, I was in pain. So you guys, so you guys all know what we're talking about. When Sadie Katz had her last birthday party, we had it at this cool bowling alley in L.A. Which was a great idea. And we met Jessica yeah, there, awesome. and we were all bowling, and she bowled on the same lane as we were bowling on. And she's super cool, and she's super well known, and she's been acting for I don't know how long, a very long time. I guess we're gonna find out. And um, <laughs> before we do all that, this is my cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Well, she doesn't know me she more. She knows Ron? you, but I'm. But the <laughs> know you, and the I other mean, people it's a have fucking to know moron. You. And then we have a. <laughs> I sat and spoke with her for hours. What? Then we have. 
We have a chat room filled with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi. And then we have Dawn, who's a big horror movie fan, and she and she might have she said her phone was dying, so I don't know if she's still there, but she'll listen to this. So just say hi to Dawn because she's like I she binge watched all your stuff since she knew you were coming on. Oh, so awesome. say hi. Weren't you in one of Sadie's movies? She's been in a bunch um, of movies which, with, Sadie. with Sadie. That's what I mean, not Sadie's movies. Which yeah, Sadie? there was one um, State of Desolation that we, we didn't actually work directly together, but we were both in the movie. Right. And then I feel like there was something else, too, but I... I thought so. I can't so, think of it right now. Because Sadie told me something, and I don't remember. So, so here, I'm going to like brag a little. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about because we're friends with all the soapies and I was going through your IMDb and I had no idea that you're actually a, a soapy and you were on One Life to Live for like, it says 199 episodes. So that's like a long ass time. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're all even, you know, in the IMDb um, database, but I was, it was almost five years. So it was quite a while. It was 199 episodes of her just saying, I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Soap operas are so slow. I mean, 199 oh, yeah. episodes, the story doesn't even begin. Oh, no, the, each episode I was just recapping what happened in the last one. Right. I like love it though because soap operas, which we talk about this a lot of times, but people don't really understand how difficult it is to be a soap opera actor because you do so many pages a day and you know you have to like be able to learn it. And if you don't learn it, they'll get rid of you. And so it's a yep. great training Sean, ground. Sean Kanan said they threw 40 pages at him one day, new new pages that he had to learn, and he did. Yeah, yeah that's not out of the ordinary, like 30 or 40 pages a day. Yeah, it's, it's pretty you wild. Throw, but... You throw 40 pages at me and you don't see me anymore. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> did you like being a soap? Because you've also had, you did a couple, we've had almost everybody from the Bay on our show. Um, and you did a couple episodes of the Bay. Did, did you like doing soap operas? And did that help you a lot in now becoming, you know, a mainstream movie actress? I think it did help me just because, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a good training ground for a lot of actors. You do learn how to memorize very quickly you learn how to pull up emotions very quickly because you only really get one or two takes so let's, let's say if it's a really emotional scene where someone in your family just died or something you i mean you don't have time to, to build and do multiple angles you have to just kind of like be ready to give, give it your all and um, i struggled with that at first because i didn't have a lot of experience when i first got on that show but um after i left i feel like it gave me a lot of skills i didn't have before because I had to learn how to just pull things out of my ass. So, in other words, <laughs> you, you were you were on you, you you were on before they taped. You, were you on it was when it was live? No. Oh, you were on tape. So mm -hmm. I'm talking about the the the. the... Ron's 81, so he like remembers it from. No, before. no, no. I I, I <laughs> dated when I was a young man of 17 or 18. I dated one of the handsomest men in the world, who was a soap opera uh, actor. Casey Michaels, and I remember the stress that he used to go through because it was live. And he said, if you screw oh, wow. up, if you screw up a line, you got to quickly rebuild it, repair that line, and go on. And you get all confused. It was terrible tension. So he drank a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I understand that. He drank a lot because the, after work he was so wound up, he'd get bombed. Yeah, we did actually, one, I think it was one, I can't remember if it was a day or a week, but we did like a live moment. 
just like as an homage to how things used to be live. And it was, it was very ter terrifying. There was one time where my scene partner kind of went off track and forgot what he was supposed to say. And so I was just trying to kind of get us back to where we were supposed to be. And it, I was sweating and it's, it's terrifying. I mean, I can see why you're, friend was drinking a lot yeah. <laughs> so i want to brag you guys so jessica but he was so beautiful he, who cared i mean he looked yeah. like champ hunter mixed with it he was very german looking blonde blue-eyed square jaw handsome man well that's why Ooh. he was a so oh, that's why he was a soap opera so you guys real quick you can follow jessica on instagram she's at jessica morris 01 her twitter is jessica a morris she's one of the most working actresses around she's got 10 projects in development six in production and she's got such a huge list of stuff and, and you have a very big variety of list of stuff and i want to like talk about it a little bit because you've done a ton of horror movies but also you're i don't know where all these movies that you do see like the mermaid for christmas but they're they got they're like hallmark movies or lifetime movies or something are they hallmark or lifetime or um that one was Ion, I believe, but I do a lot of Lifetime movies. Lifetime so movies, of, okay. Yeah, I got into that circuit, and you know, once you're kind of in that little group, you kind of get more offers for the same type of movies, and so yeah, I, I really like doing them. It's, they're fun. Usually, they're very, you know, the, the female is like the strong, um, you know, lead who who kind of like fights back and and wins in the end, and so I like that, and um, I like that they are very quick shoots, so you just kind of get in and out and. Yeah, I like no, I think it's very hard because I've heard from other actresses, you know, that everybody wants to get into that, you know, little group, but it's very difficult to get into that group. And I think it's fabulous that you're in there and you're still doing great horror movies. Um, do you know Nikki Deloach? That name sounds very familiar. I think she is with my same publicist. Oh, I think she's she either she either does Hallmark or Lifetime, one of the two. And I don't yeah. know her. I don't know her anymore. But back in the day, she was in a girl group that used to shop in my clothing store, and really? uh, and it was Justin Timberlake's mom's group that she managed or whatever. And now she's a huge like Hallmark person, Hallmark or Lifetime or one of them. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But so, Ron, some of the things that you've seen her in. So first of all, we'll, let's bring up State of Desolation since we just did a movie with Jim Towns. It hasn't come out, you guys. It's coming out this year with Jamie Bernadette, Dominique Swain, Maria Olsen. Victoria Damare, Stephanie Estes, Sadie Katz, Nia Dune, all of which have been on our show except Dominique Swain. And um, uh, and it's directed by Jim Towns, who also did The Beast Inside. That will be coming out soon, the film that Ron and I just did. I produced and Ron's in it. And um, But did you go to the Art of the Dead premiere? We were at that, but we didn't know you. Did you go to yeah, the premiere? Yeah, I, I was there. My hair was a little more red, so I don't know, but I didn't know you guys yet. But yeah, I was there. Um, so that's one of our favorite indie films of all the indie horror films that we go to because the Mahal brothers, you know, their films are significantly better than a lot of the other little indie films that get done. I think and, so. Uh, and, and so we had a really good time at that. And, you know, we, we know all the same people because I'm looking at all the people you've worked with. They've all been on our show. and We just never met until recently. It's so crazy, yeah, how, like, certain people are just constantly in your – orbit and then when you finally are able to meet and get to know each other it's a beautiful thing and we had like a bunch of the people from art of the dead like alex reinhardt was on our show sarah french has been on the show oh, donovan richard grieco they've all been on the show I mean, you remember art oh, of the dead great. of course he's trying to bring me into this conversation oh yeah you know you I'm, I, like, no, I'm letting i'm letting him run with it because i always talk so much and he always tells me <laughs> you always take over the show so when i don't take over the show he runs dry what can i, I know i'm not you? dry I, anyway I let's forever. talk about how fabulous i am um, <laughs> screw her yes, 
Screw you. Talk about me. <laughs> no, I, she got another movie I really want to talk Who about. Who cares? Nobody's going to go see it. They just want Yes, no, we want to yeah. see Crabs. I want to hear it. So she did oh a movie. Listen, she did Crab? a movie called Crabs with Robert Craighead, who's a good friend of ours, Robert oh, Craighead. I hope it's not Crabs as in pubic area. I hope it's Crabs in the ocean. Yeah. No, it's like these mutant like crabs oh, okay. that were oh, okay. Okay. exposed okay. to radiation. And, and you and you and you yeah. work with Bob, Robert, Robert, oh, Bob, Robert, same name. Robert name. who? Robert Craighead. Yeah, Robert. Oh Craighead. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't we, know. I, I love Craighead. He's the best. He's been on the show like ten times. Yeah, he's a good buddy of ours. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's nice to work. He's nice to work with. I bet. Is that out? There it is. Oh, is no, that Is it out? Right now, it's going to a lot of like film, horror film festivals and stuff like that, and doing really well. People are loving it because it's just, it just doesn't take itself too seriously. It it kind of has this like '80s vibe to it, and um, I play a science teacher who tries to help her students um, kill these kill off these crabs that are taking over the town. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of scripts from people who are listening to me. And I say, don't send me a script if it's 10 people somewhere that get killed one by one, because I'm sick of that routine. It's the same crap over and over again. Right. So now I'm getting stories. I said, I want to work dialogue. I am reading a beautiful script right now where I play a very different kind of a vampire with the story, with dialogue. Can you imagine with, uh, with character establishment? All those things are lacking in most of the films that I've been in, you know, you don't even have a name. Like I'm in a film with Sadie and I don't, I'm a doctor, but I don't have a name. I'm not doctor anybody. <laughs> he likes to have they a can name. at least give you a name. I know. Yeah, well, because a name gives you the character background. In other words, if my name is Dr. Sorrento, you know, I'm a Latin. If it's Dr. Goldberg, you know, I'm Jewish. If it's Dr. Exactly. Von Seeling, you know, I'm German or Dutch. So <laughs> I think a name is so important in a movie. I really am trying to educate, educate, that's a terrible word. I'm really trying to tell young people today, the films of years ago were successful and classic and are viewed today because they had character development, they had mm -hmm. dialogue, they had story. Blood and guts and heads flying all over I is love for that. kids. It's for kids. <laughs> yeah, you're a kid. Well, I mean, that's what people like, honestly. Like, I kept myself. Yeah, but put a, little, put, a, put a little story with it. Yeah, you and, want a story, but if people are just talking, you're like, okay, when's the sex happening? No, 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 not not just talking. There's there's conversation that happens before the vampire gets you. Uh, this is what I mean. Vampires just don't jump up and bite your neck like in most movies. There is no. a there is a lifestyle to a vampire. So if I think if, if everybody out there writes, write a story with it in it. Don't write mm -hmm. it with a little story. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. sure you as an actress who's done so much would love to be in a film like that where your character has a, a purpose, a meaning, and is more than just a broad who gets knocked off. Oh, no? I agree. Yeah. It's always no, nice I mean, to have a backstory. Yeah, because I just make it up. Even if it's not there, I just make it up in my head. Yeah. I mean, it's go. frustrating for an actor to uh, not have lines, just get killed. Oh yeah, I think it's terrible. She, that doesn't really happen. No, not to her. her because she's, she's the star of all. No, the I know. That. I know. I wasn't. I wasn't directing it to her. I was directing it to people out so, there who are. So writing. our chat room wants to know what was it like working with Charles Band. I don't know what Charles Band movie you did, and they want to know how was it having the doll come out of your head. 
Oh my gosh, that is the craziest movie, but I still love it. Um, yeah, it was. I love Charles Mann. He's actually one of my dear friends. Um, him and his girlfriend Robin are really close friends of mine, and he's just the nicest man. And he just has the wildest imagination. The things he comes up with. Um, in this movie, I'm in like a women's correctional facility, and you know those like Guatemalan worry dolls. Yes. My daughter gives them to me, and I, I make wishes on them. And when I go to sleep at night, I put them under my pillow, and they become alive and crawl in my ear. And then they start like they start possessing me, and so I start like beating up all the girls in the in the place, and and getting all you know nuts, and and just kind of getting my my courage back. And then they start kind of popping out of my forehead, and it looks like a big pimple. So my manager was like. She's like, I really like your acting in this, but unfortunately, we can't really use any of it for your reels. So it looks like you have a giant zit on your head throughout the entire movie. <laughs> I like love it. So, do you watch yeah. horror movies? Like, is that something you would sit around and what? Did you like them before you started starring in so many of them? I mean, I gotta be honest. Like, I'm, I'm really like, I'm a big scaredy cat. So, not necessarily. Like, I, I just sort of started booking them, and I'm like, why? I guess I'm very believable at being scared because I am scared, and I'm scared when I watch them too. Um, so yeah, I try. I don't really, really like things that are super gory. Even like reading scripts. Like, I got some script recently that was really, really gory, and I just was like, I can't. I, I can't be a part of this. Like, I just it grossed me out so bad. See, he doesn't like them either, but he gets cast in them. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I never, I never do anything that's bloody gutty in a film because I won't be in it. Yeah. I've turned down films. One, I was supposed to my well, my my arm fell off, and I was supposed to fall in urine and drown in urine in a, in a restaurant Yuck. kitchen, and I thought I pass. No, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna drown in a puddle of your male man's urine. Nah, that's that's that no. doesn't work. Uh, so you have to have some taste. I don't like horror films because I don't think they're done well. I think the budgets are very low. Unfortunately, I wish that investors would give more money so we could do better films and mm -hmm. get paid and get paid better. Um, you're in a film though that we actually, um, so I'm friends with Thomas E and Nicholas. I've known him for like a really long time and you did a movie mm -hmm. living among us and he came on our show. We lived in California. I mean, in Pennsylvania then, but he came on our show to promote it and I didn't know who you were. So like, I didn't know you were in it to look at it. And when I did, I'm going to watch it again, but we had, we've had Thomas E and Nicholas on the show and it also starred you guys, Andrew Keegan, William Sadler, John Hurd, James Russo. Like that was a really big movie indie film. That's a, for an indie film. That's some cast. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it turned out really, really well, and I, I had fun. I got to play a vampire, and um, actually, I had to have a sister character who was like a little bit smaller of a role, but um, they needed to cast her last minute, so I brought my friend Amanda on, and we still laugh about it because we have a whole scene where even though we're we're vampire sisters who end up having like a kind of a lesbian moment where we make out in the in the pool, and it was it's just like a funny thing for us because we're just friends, like platonic yeah. friends. But, <laughs> Whenever we hang out with people, we talk about how we know each other. We're like, do you remember that time we made out in the pool for that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I have to say I'm happy. I'm happy I'm in Sadie's film. She did a beautiful job producing it, acting in it. The Beast Inside. What's it called? Beast, the Beast in, Inside. Beast Inside. Oh, yeah. What was that about, you guys? I can't say. Called? I can't say. Okay. But it's got dialogue. It's Good. got character development. And it's got story. And awesome. it's really interesting to uh, i can't give it away it's really interesting how they will scare you it's a, uh, the because only thing i have to tell you one thing we shot in a church 
in a Mexican neighborhood. It looked like a church that could be in Tijuana. It was full of plastic plaster statues and uh, fake flowers. It was quite gaudy and whatever, whatever, but scary as all hell. And when we were in there, I said, holy shit, you don't even have to act. Just photograph this, this church. It scares the hell out of you. And that that's probably the most scariest moment in the entire yeah. movie is when Sadie is in that church. Jesus, it's scary. It's a possession film, is what we can say. Okay. And a it, good got, one. it got written up in Deadline already, and we have a bunch of stuff coming out, like in Bloody Disgusting it's a, it's and Fangoria and stuff good, now. It's so. a good film. It's not just a chop em up film. It's a film yeah. that when you watch it, you want you you get involved with the character. It was really Sadie is brilliant. You know, I love Sadie's Sadie. Such a good actress. Yeah, well, she's sure my she well, she's my good friend. So I'm being prejudiced. But aside from that, you know, I was in another film of Sadie's, which stunk. Was horrible. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I played a minister. She she played a bride. I played a minister. I was marrying her. I think the film is just garbage. Uh, <laughs> no, it was pointless. It was a pointless film. Totally storyless, just events. And Sadie wrote it, but the person she wrote it with sort of took it over and uh, re rearranged everything Sadie wrote. So when Sadie called me and said, Ron, I want you to play a doctor in my movie, I thought to myself, oh, shit, another one of those bombs. I don't need another mm -hmm. bomb. And right. I read the script, and it was all Sadie. Nobody was there, and it was wonderful. I love the script. You're gonna like can't this wait movie. To see it. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really. We'll a, invite you whenever we do and, our red And carpet. also the DP, yeah, the DP is wonderful. The lighting was done so eerie. Ugh, I think about it, it's spooky. And the DP knew exactly what angles to do. It, it's mm -hmm. a. It, it, and who I saw. It? I who shot it? What's his? What was the guy's name? Uh, I forgot. Now I forgot. But we saw it without. <laughs> no, we saw it without color correction or music. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it was and it was fabulous. So wait, let's go back. So, so you, you guys... have to be in next Sadie's next movie. Make sure. That's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. we want to have you. I want to. I definitely want because wanna... she only writes good. She's a damn good writer. So you guys listen. So Jessica's been in a ton of things. I want to brag a little for her. So these are just a few of the people because I didn't write this. She has so many films, you guys. I couldn't write them all down. But what I find so amazing is that she's got dog movies, Christmas movies, thrillers. You know, spooky. Freaking boyfriend movies. Then she's got horror, like like hardcore horror, and then she's got comedy horror. She's got a little bit of everything, which I think is really good that you were not that you're not typecast to only do one thing. I think you've you know you've navigated that brilliantly. But here's just some of the people you guys that she's been in movies with, um, and so a lot of these some of these people have been in, even on our show. But Burt Reynolds, Noel Guglielmi, who's been on our show twice, Ken Devishi and Rob Lowe, Sean William Scott. Paul Rudd, Jane Lynch, Ken Jong, James Duvall. He's been on our show. D.B. Swinney, Brooke Shields, Gina Rollins. Uh, Kyle Lauder, who starred in Churchill's film that we met at Churchill, one of Churchill's uh, premieres. Um, all the locals that we've had on, you know, Sarah French and everybody, all the good horror people. John Hurd, Tom and C. and Nicholas. Devaney Pinn's been on our show. Richard Real, Rachel Alex been on our show. Tara Reed, Richard Grieco. Uh, Darcy DeMoss, who's coming on our show. Um, so literally you've, you've, you've worked with 
like some really Eric Roberts too, which we just had him on our show not too long ago. He's really nice. Yeah, I just I just saw him in that show, um, Righteous Gemstones. Have yes, seen his performance in that. He's I haven't really seen it, that. but he said it he, when he was on our show. He said that's probably like one of his favorite things he's ever done. It's it's the best thing I've seen him do like recently. Really uh, so good. I think so. Well, I think it'll be the fun. Names, the only one I know is Burt Reynolds. He was a you friend. know Gina Rollins. Well, yeah, I, I called her Jenna. Oh, okay. And I was the only one that was permitted to call her Jenna Rollins because her name is Gina. And I, she said, why are you calling me Jenna? I said, because you're special. And no, you I know Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe, yeah. No, Bert read, <laughs> but I, I met them, but Bert was a buddy. I mean, I knew Bert. I was in Bert's company, you know, hung out with Bert up at Lee and Perry Winkler's house. So Lee let's... Winkler was his business manager. So have you... Ha... Wait, I want to ask her, how did you find working with Bert? He's funny, crazy. What did I work on him with? I mean, what did I work on with him? Uh, pocket did, did, listing. Did he hit on you constantly? Because pocket hits... listing. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I worked directly with him. He was in the same project, but. Oh, but I don't you, you didn't have scenes with him. I didn't have scenes with him. Oh, no. because if you did, honey, he would have been up your. Uh, <laughs> up your skirt with his eyeballs. He was a womanizer. He would have loved you. Yeah, he was before the whole movement. So, yeah. so how long have you been before acting? Like, how, how long have you been? How long have you been acting? Um, let's see. Don't give I a like year; over, then they'll like, know your age. No, I know, like over twenty years, but I don't want to give so the You years, still look like you still look like you're twenty, so that's good. Okay, well, over twenty <laughs> years, she started at four. Yes. Yeah, I got a very early start. <laughs> so, so who are like like I love to ask this to actors. Uh, so, bucket list male and female actor that you'd like love to work with, and, and and then if you could have been in any movie in history, what movie would you like to be in? Oh wow, um, there's so many actors I'd want to work with. Um, let's see, Kate Blanchett I've always thought is brilliant. Yes, so, I I agree with she, that. One. I agree with that one. I'd work with her in a minute. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. I actually like Bradley Cooper. It'd be fun to work with him in something. Oh yeah, I like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so <laughs> many good actors though. I don't know. There's a lot of people I'd want to work with. Um, Do you like Tom movies. Hardy? Like I think it would be cool to like work with Tom Hardy. Like yeah. I just I just like Tom Hardy I guess because I like Venom and I like all uh, he's such, he's yeah. like such a badass kind of like guy. He's a badass. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, as far as like roles, okay, if I could put myself. You know, I mean, the person who did the role was amazing, but if I could put myself in that place, yes. I would have loved to have played um, Jenny and Forrest Gump. Oh, wow. I love that role. For yeah. Forrest Gump? Surprising. We've never had that one. Yeah, nobody's ever mentioned yeah. that. That's I a love good one, the role. Yeah, I love the role of Jenny. That was just such a, I mean, Robin Wright's pen. Is it pen or just Robin Wright now? I don't know, but she did I think it's Robin role. Wright now, but it used to be Robin pen. Wright, yeah. Um, Robin Wright was, you know, she's beautiful in that role and so talented. But yeah, if I could have had a chance to play that, it would have been awesome. Oh, they're saying in the chat room you should do a movie with Patrick Muldoon that, that you would look good with him. <laughs> I'm up for that. He's cool. He's Starship yeah. Troopers, right? And that's a guy from Starship Troopers, I think. Yeah, he does a lot of Lifetime movies too, I think, or or, or Hallmark or one of those. All right, somebody set it up. Let's do it. I, I, yeah, I, let's do it. So, I don't, I don't know who, he, who, who is he? You'd, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's got he, like dark hair. He did that movie. He, he always makes like Christmas in Palm Springs movies. He's in the Christmas in Palm Springs movie that we saw. Um, Wasn't he in Baywatch? No. Oh, he might have been. I, now, I don't know if he was on Baywatch. 
Oh, that's funny. So I think that it's all, I think it all works good any way you, you do it. I think, uh, like you, you've done so many like cool things. Um, what's your favorite genre, like out of all of them? Um, you know, I really do like the thrillers because I like that, you know, I like when things get a little creepy as long as I like horror too, as long as it's just not too gory. Um, I like things to get a little like scary and like kind of like murder mystery. Um, that's fun. And I like just straight drama as well. I'd like to do more, um, like based on true stories, kind of dramas. And um, yeah, I mean, I like what I watch myself at home, like to be entertained is I watch comedy. I feel like things, there's enough darkness in my mind and in the world and stuff that I work on that when I- I agree, I agree. Yeah, I just, I like to just laugh and just like watch silliness, but I don't know how funny I am. Like I've done some comedy, but it just doesn't come as naturally to me. So it's gonna stick with that. Didn't you do like all the like bong movies or something like like there's a whole I didn't write it down because like I know I like a lot of people in it, but I forgot even what it's like bong one and two or something or. I was in, yeah, I was in one of the evil bong movies. Evil bong. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's a comedy. Right? It's like a horror comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've done some comedy, um, but I just. I don't, you know, some people, they're just naturally funny. Like you could look at Will, Will Ferrell's face and without him even saying anything, you want to laugh, you know? Because <laughs> he's funny looking. <laughs> yeah. Like just some people are just funny, like just naturally. Um, I don't really have that. I feel like I have a resting sort of serious face, so it doesn't work as much for me. I mean, I can do comedy, but it's just not like people are, oh my God, you're so funny, you know? It's just, so I'll stick with drama. <laughs> I, I love comedy. I'm best at comedy. I did stand really? up for 45 years. I did stand up in nightclubs. Oh, wow. But yeah, it makes I mean, sense. You're funny. You are yeah, well, funny in front of you. The sad, no, the sad thing is, I mean, in one movie, I was delivering a very serious line, and that audience laughed their heads off because the way I delivered it, I didn't realize I was delivering it campy and funny. Mm -hmm. So that could be a, a, not an asset, but now I'm soon to, I have to push this movie because we want the backers to know it's a good movie. Wonderful mm -hmm. script. I just read this script. I'm flipping out over it. I play a vampire like no other vampire ever in the history of vampires. And it's a comedy. It's wonderfully written. My lines are fabulous. I cannot wait till we shoot it. So let's get those, those guys out there with the money. And the title is called Jimmy. What is typo negative. Type O negative. Oh, that's funny. I like the title. So, okay. When are so, you shooting? So oh, I'm still waiting we're waiting the for the money. You know, right? It, oh, you know, yeah. I, I only agreed to the script uh, a, a week ago. I, I okay. Just, and I, I'm the I, one looking for the money. <laughs> I, I, what do you call it? I, I star in this movie, which is my first starring role in a horror movie, which is fun. Oh, so, congratulations. But I, just, I just, yeah, but I just love the script because it's. Do you remember years ago the Dracula with the uh, what's his name when he was George was Hamilton? Yeah, the George Hamilton Dracula. She's not old. Yes, 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 yes. I do, I do. I kind of vaguely remember it. How campy and funny that was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping. I slightly that, remember that. Yeah, I'm hoping this film turns out to be the same. Anyway, I agree with you. Uh, we need fun. We need laughter. We need comedy. We're watching so oh, yeah. much stuff because we're stuck in the side at night. You yeah. know, even though now we're going to events again, which is nice. But like, like we've the last couple of nights we've been watching Pan Am, which which has all these super famous people in it. It's on Tubi about Pan Am Airlines. Uh, but and, the script, <laughs> um, except for that, it's like I had no idea. It, like it came out in 2010 or something. I had never seen it before because I was like, how'd they get these famous people? Like you know, to be in this like TV show because they, were they weren't that famous ten years ago. <laughs> right. 
so like, I'll have to check that out. We watch a lot of stuff on Tubi, and now we're watching. If you have HBO Max, there's only three episodes. It's really good. There was the Gilded Age. If you like Love Downton it. Abbey, it's Love it. the Gilded oh, Age is by the yeah. same people from Downton Abbey. Love it. It's okay. very good. You'll like it. Every girl that you we would be know, good in it. That's what I was going to say. Every yeah. girl, every girl that we know as an actress would kill for a part in this series. You'd be good for it. I could see you as a uh, turn of the century gal. Because you're so classic. You have like a classic no, she beauty. Looks, so. She looks turn of the century, you know, with the hair up and those big uh, gowns with the bustles mm -hmm. and stuff. You could look really turn of the century. Yeah, I think you'd be good. I would you, love to wear costumes like that. Did you ever watch Downton Abbey? A little bit. I did. I wasn't totally. My mom was really into the show. I'm, oh. I'm not. Yeah. I, I loved it. We loved it. We just. Yeah. I've, I've never it. done a, a costume piece other than uh, now present day costumes. I've never done an air. Mm -hmm. Like a cavalier or a pirate, never. So, I would like to do that. It would be fun. What character would so you fun. like? What character would you like to do in a period piece? Um, something romantic. You know, I, I don't get to do a lot of romantic stuff. Usually, it's my characters in some sort of like stress or you know being chased or trying someone trying to kill me. But yeah, it would be nice to just do a very epic like romance of some sort. I think you totally could do that easy without any problem. Like, do you? Yeah, with some adventure, kind of adventure I, and romance. Yeah. You kind of like, because I looked at your your IMD on your IMDb though, and like you're basically like, you're like the first four people listed on IMDb and almost everything that you're in. Like, did you automatically like get starring roles at the beginning? Because I didn't see, I don't see any like I was an extra or I was like a character number thirty three on the list or anything like that. Pretty much, like you went right to the top of the list. Yeah, my first my first film that I booked when I first came out here from Florida um, was the lead in like a horror movie, and I guess what, yeah. What, I, what, I what was it? What was it called? Oh, it's so bad. I don't want to tell you. Oh, I've got some so of them bad. too. <laughs> okay, I understand. <laughs> Where in Florida? Where in Florida? Because I'm from Florida. Oh, I'm from Jacksonville. Oh, I went to Robert E. Lee. <laughs> Me too. We had. Remember, we talked about this. Oh yeah. Now. That's we went so to the funny. same high school. We went to the same high school, except for that I graduated like forty years ahead. That. Forty so years. I graduated forty yeah. years, you know, after you, before you. Uh, but that's, that's funny because so I I was in yeah, Boca. Yeah. I met him in Boca, so he was in Florida, but he's him, not from Florida. Him has the name. I met Ron in Boca <laughs> at the Boca at the Boca Mall, but he's not from. He's not a Floridian. He's a I'm a New, New Yorker, Yorker from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn, New York. I played tennis. Did you nice. play any sports when you were in high school? No, I like playing tennis now, but I, I was like on the dance team and just in, involved in the theater. Total, just like artistic nerdy. I like love it. I hated that school. It was just way too rednecky for me because I came from Palm, like from South Florida, and like everybody drove a pickup truck and had chewing tobacco and had like gun racks. Oh yeah, I remember we used car. to go mudding. Like yeah. in, on the weekend, you know, the right? You take your car mudding, and there'd be like kegs of beer. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Hello, hello. What the hell is mudding? <laughs> it's like you take your big truck or whatever, and and they would just. I would always be riding like in the back seat or something, but it's like they take their big four wheelers or big trucks, and they just go through the mud, you know, through the mud puddles like really fast. And then you go into the middle of the woods, and there's like a campfire and um, a keg of beer, and people would just hang out there. I like it too. And alligators, <laughs> alligators all over. And snakes and all kinds. Oh yeah, of and you and you'd ride alligators. 
So, so hang on. We have two minutes left. If you were gonna, rec- if you were gonna, if you were gonna recommend one one of your works that you wanted everybody to see, what work? What would you tell everybody to go see? You know, I really do like my performance in the Onanya Club, the Tom Six Project, but I don't know when that's ever gonna get distributed because he's had a lot of problems with. Um, he says it's because you know it's <sighs> the risque subject matter. It's it's kind of offensive to certain people, and that wait, 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 wait. back because- back it up. What's risque about it? We only have a minute, so she can't tell you too quickly, much. Quickly, quickly, what, what was First of all, you guys, Tom, Tom Six has been on the show before no, Ron was on it. answer the question. People want to know. What is risque about it? It's about a group of um, wealthy, elitist women that live in L.A. who basically have a fetish where they um, get turned on by the misery of other people. And so there's, you know, footage of watching 9-11 and watching things like that and masturbating to it. So it's very, it can well, listen, it's turn a movie. people off. It, it, yeah. listen, it's a movie, and I think it could be very interesting. Jessica, watch this. So Tom Six is the guy who does the human centipede where the no, people's no, asses no. are all tied to because he can't yeah. stand that. I had Tom Six and Dieter. We had the whole cast on our show of the first human centipede before Ron was on it. That's he couldn't right. believe it. I wouldn't be on it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that too, though. When it comes out, I want to see it. So, you guys, we want to see the Onanya Club when it comes out. No, I out. want to see this one that you said is risque or, or off color. I don't think so. I yeah, think that's it's, the Onanya Club. It's, it's, it, the writer wrote reality in his script. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see anything offensive about so it. So, you guys, it's too. Now people, it's people, called people, people are getting offended too fucking easily nowadays. Yeah. You know, grow up. The world did have some shit in it at one time. So you guys follow Jessica on Instagram at Jessica Morris 01. Her Twitter is Jessica A. Morris. Watch all her stuff. We want to thank you for coming on the show. I look forward to seeing you socially. We want to see you soon. Thank you for having me on. It was so fun. All right, everybody. So thanks, Jessica. Everybody tuning in. Thanks. We want to thank Brian Brian Sebastian and the fabulous Jessica Morris for coming on the show. Thanks, everybody in the chat room. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay happy. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Ron Russell.